Hello and welcome to Produce Talks, the CPMA podcast. I am your Produce Talks host and CPMA education manager, Ian Brody. One last reminder before we begin that May is Learning Month at CPMA. We are offering member companies a free company trial to our e-learning courses, Produce Basics and Produce Essentials. You can contact me at ibrodie at cpma.ca to register. On this episode, we are joined by CPMA's new chair, Oline Smethurst from Costco Canada, and our latest past chair, Les Mallard from Fife's North America. We'll be going over the trends and issues that we are seeing across the supply chain and covering the high-level priorities that CPMA is focusing on to help the produce industry thrive. And before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor, Nature Fresh Farms. It's Matt Quiring here with Nature Fresh Farms. There's lots of fresh news to share with our industry partners and consumers. One of the best ways that we keep everyone up to date on greenhouse affairs is through social media. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn to see stories highlighting our new plants, recipe ideas, dedicated team members, and educational events. All right. So this uh, podcast episode has become a bit of a CPMA tradition around this time of year as we ring in a new CPMA chair at each annual convention. And I'm happy to confirm that Oline and Les are, in fact, in studio with me today. And I am, in fact, quite literally between two chairs. So to kick off Oline and Les, maybe you can introduce yourselves to our audience. Uh, I am Les Mallard. I am the past chair uh, for the CPMA. I also am the Vice President of Sales for Fife's North America. I'm Oline Smethurst. I'm the Assistant Vice President slash GMM for Costco Canada for Produce for Canada. And I am the current incoming chair. So Les, obviously we had you on the Between Two Chairs episode last year with uh, Rick Alcocer and with uh, Ron. Um so I'll start with you. First off, congratulations on winning the Packers Canadian Person of the Year Award. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I, it was quite a surprise. As people who were there noticed, I was very surprised. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you sit back and you say, you know, it would be nice to get, but you never expect it. And my gosh, it was just a, a great thing to get. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And actually, you were hilarious because I was sitting next to Les when they were going through the history of the person that was going to get the award. Mm -hmm. And when they mentioned your hometown, he looked at me and went, this is me. (laughs) (laughs) Who else is is born in Kirkland Lake, Ontario? That's what I was thinking. And then the wheels start spinning for that speech. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. No, it was it was a great treat and a great treat to have Sue and my kids there to see it. Um, One of the things that uh, the the fun thing. Uh, is that my kids only know that I go away for work. They did not know what I did and have mm-hmm. them there and to see that part of it and see the the whole CPMA um, convention and what goes into that was a, a huge thing for my family. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm sure it's uh, been a busy year for you as, as CPMA chair through 2018 and into the, you know, the early parts of 2019. Uh, what, what were some of your major accomplishments throughout the year? Um, a couple things. We uh, the innovation portion of it was one of the things I really built the my year on was innovation and how to bring innovation to the the Canadian produce industry. We all talk about innovation. We all talk about uh, what uh, 
innovation is, whether it's your iPhone, whether it's uh, things that kind of go past the produce industry. But what I tried to do is I tried to bring innovation into uh, the CPMA realm. Uh, one of the things we did set up during my uh, term was the CPMA um, Innovation Hub, mm -hmm. where we brought our members close to innovation uh, companies, companies who want to innovate and help us innovate the produce industry. Um, I think right now there are a number of companies, I think there's 20 or 30 companies that you can go into this innovation hub, search out what uh, you're trying to accomplish and, and actually contact those people in the innovation hub to help you uh, along with that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I'm really happy about was we tackle, tried to tackle food waste. Uh, it's been a you know, it's more than a buzzword now. It's 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 a part of what we do, and to set up a um, the food waste uh, portion of it and helping companies quantify what food waste they have, identify what they can do to kind of reduce it. Um, members have uh, come to us and said that uh, you know it's become a very big part of what they're trying to do, and and us helping them do that and help us helping identify that is another accomplishment that I'm really proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's pretty cool listening to last year's podcast, which you did with Ron, and you're talking about innovation and how that's going to be a focus, um, but not really at the time necessarily knowing what that value proposition would be for members. And then here we are, you know, 10, 11 months later, and we released the, the Produce Innovation Hub. Um, which is really, really neat. Um, you know, it's this great collaborative space um, and it's growing every day. Like you said, you know, I think, like you said, we're, I think we're at 20 to 30 companies right now. Um, in different sectors too. In, in different sectors. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I mean, it was only released early April, I believe. So yeah. Um, yeah. So it's growing every day and it's a great space for our members to connect with, you know, the new technologies out there and, it's such a big issue with uh, everything from automation to AI and blockchain. It's it's just spectacular the uh, the rate. I think it's uh, nice to know that there's a place to go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's so many people who want to innovate, want to want to figure out what's next. Everybody's sometimes you get caught up in what's now, but um, figuring out what's next and having a place to go and kind of find out where what next is going to be is a big thing. So I'm proud of that for sure. Yeah. And and so with the uh, food loss and waste uh, piece, our next podcast episode will actually be uh, covering food loss and waste again. Our, our last episode on that topic, uh, I believe, was December 2017. Um, and we are working on launching a food loss and waste tool to uh, help member companies you know, really diagnose and, and identify those areas for improvement because it really is something that can help uh, the bottom line. Well, we can, uh, we've talked about it before. I mean, businesses can, can increase their financial performance by 10% by implementing this type of food waste uh, program, um, improving their bottom line by removing unnecessary food loss and waste within their operations. It's a huge thing that people can actually do. And, and CPMA has, has put the tools in front of them to help them do that. So, mm -hmm. um, so in your year as chair, was there anything that caught you off guard at all? Yeah, the travel. The travel, uh, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I told um, my wife before I got it, I said, there, I, I became chair. I said, there's going to be a lot of travel. 
Mm-hmm. And then halfway through, she said, you didn't really warn me there'd be this much travel. <laughs> um, but you know what? It, uh, at the end of the day, it was all the right travel to, to promote what we're trying to do at CPMA, uh, to promote um, um, Canadians eating more fresh fruits and vegetables, to help our members gain value out of, our, uh, out of what we do. And out of their memberships, and that's the end all be all is 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 making sure that our members have the the value equation that makes them want to continue to be members of the CPMA. Mm-hmm. And I think we've uh, accomplished that in spades this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's yeah. there's no shortage of issues and, and initiatives, and um, no, yeah, right. yeah. So there's always work, always work to be done for sure. Absolutely, and yeah. that to me that was the and you know what the scope too. I mean. You, you, as a director for the last little while, I, you know, you, you, you're not involved in the weeds. Um, you, you're involved in a couple of meetings a year where you, you, you kind of put, look at the policies and look what's happening. But this year, I was really getting into the weeds. I was in Washington for uh, just before the um, new NAFTA um, got passed, and it was just an incredible time. And you see what's going on there. Um, so you, you get a little more intensified with what is actually going on and what, what, uh, CPMA is all about. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not that it opened my eyes, but my eyes got wider. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was to, to me, that was a really fantastic thing that, that happened. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, so Lena, I'm going to flip over to you. You've been involved with CPMA, obviously on, on the executive committee, you've been on, the Industry Technology Advisory Committee, Corporate Development, Government Issue Management and Industry Committee. Uh, you've been the chair of the Marketing and Promotions Committee. You've been on the Food Safety Committee, uh, Plant Health Working Group, Passion for Produce Mentor. list goes on. Um, Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously you're well-versed uh, on, on a lot of the industry issues. Um, what would you say, you know, could you give me your top two or three biggest issues impacting industry today? I think one of the top biggest concerns that I have is, and for the industry and the growers especially, is climate change. We know the climate's changing. We, we recognize that the growers are doing everything in their power to be creative and proactive, but it's, it's causing them to do things differently. So if I think, for instance, Guatemala has a rainy season, and we all know they have a rainy season, but it's becoming more, um, I don't know if the word violence, not the right word, but it's, 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 it's heavier, it's different than it is traditionally. So growers are having to think outside the box to protect the crop. They're Mm. actually having to do tunnels. They're having to do things differently. But I think there's such an amazing community where they're, they're already proactively thinking about how they can maintain what they do and still have their yields and everything else. But it's becoming harder and harder to predict. And I think that's the big challenge for the industry as a whole. Um, The other thing that's becoming really apparent as a focus for everyone globally would be plastic reduction. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got to be actually on top of that as an industry and figure out what we can do collectively to make sure that we're doing everything as sustainably as possible and to reduce where we can. But again, the packaging is important to protect the product and the integrity and the quality. So there's, there's got to be some way that we can figure out how to do this intelligently and not affect quality and still give the consumer the right product. How do you see CPMA uh, tackling plastics and, and plastic reduction because it is such such an emerging issue right now in the industry. Well, we are in the midst of creating a plastic packaging working group that will go across all sectors of the industry. 
and to try to give ourselves insight as to what can we do, what are other countries doing, try to get a whole overview of where we think this is going and where we can proactively be involved and what we need to do as an industry to try to mitigate, uh, eliminate and reduce as much as we can. Mm -hmm. You know, the more well-informed we can, we can be, then the more, um, the more prepared we'll be to, uh, to take it on. Exactly. Cause the UK is, I think leading this one, as far as I can tell, and the retailers there are much more advanced, but it's becoming a much bigger thing here as well, because it's becoming a global issue and mm-hmm. recognition is happening across all parts of the sector. So it will be very interesting going forward. For sure. And so you'd mentioned uh, Guatemala. I know that travel is, is certainly a big aspect for you and your work at, uh, at Costco. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and, you know, why it's so important for you to meet with growers and and meet with uh, people from around the world? I'm a firm believer that this industry is extremely relationship based. And I think I came into the industry with no produce knowledge, so I had to educate myself and I had the luxury of being allowed to travel to do so. And one of my mandates from my boss was to go out there and to meet all the growers that we deal, deal with worldwide. I thought that was actually a really simple ask at the time, but then I realized how globally focused we are (laughs) and that I don't think I've met every single grower yet, but I'm darn close to it. But that's 14 years in the works. Mm -hmm. So the whole point for me was to, number one, educate myself, but also to understand the industry and to understand what growers do. Because I've asked questions and I ask a million and one questions and the growers are great. They've actually educated me and, and taught me everything that I know. And I always wanted to understand if I asked them to do something and they said, no, that's not possible. I wanted to understand why it wasn't possible so I could actually grow and ask them the right things to do going forward. It's also made a difference in the quality that we receive. That relationship, once you put a connection together, for sure, the ownership is much greater. So they've been delivering a much higher standard of product to us, I believe. And that's something that we wanted to try to accomplish. But it's also taught me how amazing this industry is and what's out there and how many things that we don't know about. So my job, I travel literally to find new innovation, new items, new varieties, new packaging, anything that's new and innovative. And the goal is to keep, well, I'll be honest, to keep Costco two steps ahead of the competition if we can. Makes sense. And I will agree with Olean. Relationships are such a big part of this industry. Uh, one of the things that uh, CPMA does as well as any other organization is is fostering those relationships. And networking. And to get, networking. To get the people together, to get the right people to network. And one of the things I, with this past year, um, uh, I've enjoyed the networking portion of it um, immensely. I've met more people this year than, uh, and I would see them at different events in the U.S., in, in Berlin, and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're friends now mm-hmm. and it's important. And that's this whole, this whole business is based on relationship and friendships. Uh, you don't want to disappoint somebody um, and, uh, or you don't want to be disappointed. And it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. And CPMA fosters that immensely. Yeah. So yeah, I've been in the industry for five months now. I joined a CPMA in, in December and um, the people are, are amazing. They're, they're supportive. I think, on a lot of these issues, people know that uh, we're all in this together. And um, so it's it's great. And as CPMA is an organization, we rely so heavily on our volunteer leadership and, and, and getting uh, people in industry involved with us. So um, that obviously really helps and, and goes a long way. 
And the committee work that we do as volunteers is hugely impactful Mm -hmm. because we're also we're learning from one another. But I think the joy of it is you can have competition coming into the same committee and we're all there for the same purpose. It's to learn from each other and to guide the industry and to generate value for the membership. And it's interesting because when you leave that at the door, it's amazing what the conversations become and how educational they are. We're all learning from each other. So Mm -hmm. it's it's a great opportunity. It uh, becomes a common good versus uh, anything competitive. It, everybody's looking for the same thing. Everybody wants Canadians to eat more fruits and vegetables, be more healthy. And uh, when, you, when you leave your hat at the door, your corporate hat at the door, um, everybody works towards it. Mm-hmm. So Les, do you have any uh, tips for Olene as, as she enters in her uh, year as chair? Well, I think you just dive into it. It is, it is probably was the best year of my work life. I really did. I enjoyed it immensely this year. Um, the people I met, the things that we've done, um, I feel very much uh, proud of what we accomplished this year. And if you can dive into it and just uh, embrace it, it'll be everything you want it to be. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> And Olene, your your office is just around the corner from us too, so um, I'm sure you can uh, just stop by if you want to come and talk to Ron. Or it's going to make not, things easier. Yeah, it's true. exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure if Ron's going to be knocking on your door more, or if you're going to be might knocking happen on as well. his. Yeah, as well. <laughs> he always had to call first to get come to me see me. Right. right. <laughs> so, looking at your year ahead, Olene, uh, let's talk about your focus on flavor. Um, I know this is something that is close to your heart because, you know, it's how you carry out your day to day at Costco. And uh, like we had talked about, you know, meeting with growers uh, from around the world and, and that sort of thing. Um, can you expand a little bit on, on that focus on flavor? I think it's important for the industry. If we're, we are all looking to drive consumption. And I think we're trying to get children to eat in a healthier manner. And to do so, it has to taste good. You can't mm-hmm. convince a child to eat something that doesn't taste good. So I think we have, you know, we owe it to ourselves and to our, our customers to do the right thing. And that, to me, means flavor. And I think the more we give them flavor, the more they expect it. At least that's what we're seeing in the sales results. But it also means they want more flavor. So they're going to, I'm assuming they're going to eat more and drive consumption based on that. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's the right thing to do. We shouldn't be selling product that has no taste. No. And the interesting thing is a lot of the seed companies, because I've been doing this for 14 years, but I've really been focusing on seed companies for probably the last 10. And in the last five, they're significantly making changes on the breeding processes because now they're all talking about breeding for flavor. And that had kind of gone out of the, that wasn't part of the conversation Mm -hmm. originally. So that's coming back, which to me means we're going to have a big opportunity to get a lot more produce with flavor, which is great news. That's that's great. I had dragon fruit for the first time when I was at uh, the convention in Montreal. Uh, It was really good. (laughs) And that's part of the fun of travel is finding those items and trying to make them more, you know, commonplace for Canadians. For sure. Um, So what is what is your vision, I guess, when it when it comes to flavor? You know, is that something that um, maybe we can showcase in Toronto at our next uh, convention and trade show somehow? I think we can, because I said there's so much product out there now that is flavorful and we've never actually called it like made mention of it. We've not really discussed it. Mm -hmm. And I think we as an industry should take that opportunity at the convention and have all sorts of samples for everyone to try and everyone put their best foot forward. And 
the better it tastes, the more people are going to want to buy. And the retailers should be buying the product that way, too. So I think it'll help impact everyone. For sure. I think we should have a cook-off. <gasps> that would be fun. <laughs> that could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 That's but a great who? idea. Um, I want to talk to you both about your roles as volunteer leaders with CPMA. Um, like I mentioned, as an association, you know, we, we rely so much on our leadership for guidance and, and support to continue to you know, drive the industry forward. Why is it important or you know, beneficial for you, both personally and professionally, to, to be involved with CPMA? Personally, it's, it's, you know, giving back to the industry more than anything. You know, the, the big thing about volunteering is you get, everybody gets something out of it that's different than anybody else. Uh, I, I like being in the know. And when I find I'm volunteering, I hear about things six to nine to 12 months before anybody else hears about it. I'm prepared of what's going to happen. You know, when we talked about the uh, electronic data loggers through the CPMA, I knew about it long before um, a lot of other people did, and I was able to prepare for it. You're kind of on the cutting edge when, you, when you're involved in, in the CPMA. You see what's coming down the pipe. Second thing is, is, is obviously, I've talked to, touched upon it before, is the relationships you build. Everybody at the table is interested in the same thing. You know, advancing fresh fruits and vegetables, consumption, um, making it easier for um, people to get fresh fruits and vegetables to their plate, helping tr- try and solve some of the issues that are out there to uh, that inhibit that. And uh, uh, it, it for me, it's been a terrific way just to, to stay on top of that stuff and to understand what's actually happening and, and to be part of the solution too. Mm-hmm. try and solve it. I completely, I completely agree with what you said. And I think for me, it, it has allowed me, because I've also done work with PMA on their board and their global development committee, as well as CPMA. And it's really, it's, it's taught me so much that I had, I would never been exposed to otherwise. And it's also helped me grow professionally and personally, because I've ended up having to speak on panels and be involved in ways that I would never be comfortable with. So it's taken me completely outside of my comfort zone. And it's helped me grow immensely professionally and personally. So it, from an educational perspective, it's been fan- fantastic, but it's also brought me to a higher level professionally and personally because I would never have done a lot of the things that I've done having been that involved. So it's, it's really had a huge impact on my career. Do you have any tips for any young people or, or up-and-comers uh, you know, looking to get uh, involved with, in the industry? Uh, personally, just get involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you will never regret it. Um, you only regret it if you don't do it. Um, I, I tell that to my kids at all, all the time, you know, just to go out and do it. Um, for me, as far as a, a younger person in the industry, just, just go out, search up what you would like to be involved with and, and then, uh, put an application in to be involved in one of the committees. Yeah, no, there's, uh, there's lots of opportunities out there, I think. And um, I think that young people can also provide a, a, a different perspective, I think. Which, and we which, need that. Which we, we do. Need, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's very much, you know, we need to learn from the younger generation mm-hmm. and take into account how they think and what they feel. It's extremely important for the future. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to uh, thank you both so much for uh, coming on, Olean and Les. Les, I think you're, uh, you're just about off the hook now. I am. Uh, I, my phone rings a lot less with, uh, from Ron. 
uh, I'm assuming you get those now. <laughs> so. well, we're having trouble connecting, so we're trying to figure out between phone calls and emails how we're going to keep con- communicating because I'm not around a lot, so it's going to be challenging. The um, problems that I don't have to worry about anymore, which is uh, which is fine. Thank yeah. you for taking that off my shoulders. You're very welcome, <laughs> and thank you for answering the phone when I call you. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you both for uh, joining me today. It was awesome. Thanks, thank Ian. You. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Olene and Les for joining in on this episode. Thank you to our sponsor, Nature Fresh Farms. And thank you for listening. Again, you can subscribe to Produce Talks on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Until next time, fill half your plate with fruits and veggies, continue to seek out new knowledge, and basically never stop growing.